Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Any Other Way. Hey everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, the only podcast on the internet where we talk about every Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order. I'm J.B. Clark. I'm joined as always by Rob Carmack. Rob, how are you doing? Oh yeah, dude. I'm just torn sections all day long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm doing good. How are you, JB? So good. Good. So good. I love this song. Um, I just showed my hand immediately. Yeah. Why not just lay your cards right out on the table? I'm an honest guy. I'm pretty straightforward. You know. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next time. I'm not trying to like hold any information from anybody. That's true. We don't want to be coy. Yeah. Nobody needs that. I mean, if you're looking for a podcast where a guy talks bad about this song for 15 minutes, I don't want to waste your day. <laughs> what if there was a podcast out there about that? Like, well, I'm sure I'm sure they're out there. There I'm sure probably is a podcast out there. <laughs> yeah. Like people just talking about stuff they hate. Yeah. That That's such a waste of time. But yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Have you ever listened to an episode of How Did This Get Made? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that, well, and also there's a movie there. There's a podcast called we hate movies. That's also very funny. So, yeah. okay. I just, I just disproved my own theory. So, but so. like screen rant, I do like that stuff drives me insane. Yeah. Or not, I don't think screen rants a new a news thing the, what's the YouTube channel where they like pick every, it's like everything that's wrong with Avengers three in 10 minutes. Oh, and I it's just know. like every plot hole and every editing thing they could catch. And it's just like, uh, that I, I, yeah, I can't. I, Whenever I you're can't like, hey, do you like the new Avengers movie? It was sweet, right? And somebody's like, it was terrible. They ruined it. That yeah. their favorite channel. Yeah, I don't, I don't love hanging out with people like that. It's just like, dude, you get new Star Wars. You don't have to watch it, but I kind of thought we were only going to get those three movies, so I'm stoked. I know. Yeah, and, and there's stuff that there, there's stuff out there that's better than others, and that's for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm not, not out here trying to take away somebody's joy. Yeah, I quit watching Green Arrow like four seasons in, probably two seasons too late. But I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to take that away from anybody. Like Stephen Amell, come on, you should be able to look at that dude as a Green Arrow as much as you want to. It's funny you say that. My wife and I are doing a full CW Arrowverse rewatch right yes! now. Yes, and it's it's cheesy as hell, but it's thoroughly entertaining. And I'm, I'm thinking it, about maybe I'm not, having. To I'm not do mad that. about it at all. So are y'all I, doing it like in order, or are y'all doing it like see show by show? We're doing it in order. We're, we're trying. Oh, yes. Like I, I found a website that like lists every episode in the Arrowverse in the order that it was released, and so we're we're going in that order. So we're shuffling so, the whole deck. Have you and, gotten like two Legends of Tomorrow yet? Yes, we we just finished season one of like, Legends of Tomorrow. So y'all are like season three of Arrow or four? We are about to finish season four of Arrow, season two of Flash, season one of Legends, and season one of Supergirl. Mm, I love Supergirl. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like all the characters are nice. The storytelling is just is like god awful. Well, that's the, <laughs> but I mean, like that's, the characters are nice. That's sort of the brand of the the whole thing. It's like like the writing is not going to be great here. Like we're not we're not breaking new. This is not the last of us. You know I remember <laughs> watching uh, the episode where uh, Arrow shoots a arrow out of a limousine sunroof, and then it becomes like a very cartoonish parachute. And I remember just like calling my brother immediately and he picked up the phone and just went, I'm out. And I was like, yeah, I'm out too. <laughs> <laughs> I've not gotten to that yet, but I'm staying in. We're, we're, we're in it to the bitter end for sure. He, he was watching it really hard and he had never really been into comic books. And so I sent him all the um, Kevin Smith green arrows. And Oh, uh, nice. So we're like, I got, I've turned him into a green arrow head. 
Well, Kevin Smith, I learned as I've been rewatching this, has directed a couple of the episodes of Arrow and the Flash. Oh yeah, of course. Which I, I it, it threw me a, a minute because I saw the guy that plays Jay, like, as in Jay and Silent Bob, and yeah. I was like, that's Jay from from Mall, from Mallrats and yeah. Clerks. And then I realized, like, oh, Kevin Smith directed this episode. Of course, he brought Jay in to absolutely be a guy. Yeah. So anyway, we're talking about any other way. Yeah, we are so far away from any other way. We, I don't even I, remember how we got. I'm here. not even mad about it, man. That was fun. So we're talking about the song "Any Other Way," which is uh, from the 2022 album "Only the Strong Survive," which, of course, famously is a song full of covers, and or an album full of covers, rather. And yeah. uh, just some basic facts here about the song. It, this the song was written and record and originally performed by William Bell in 1962. Yeah. And Stacks Records, Memphis guy. That's right. And in 1963, oh, the song... Baby. Say what? It's just like, that's my... I love it. That's one reason I love this song so much. Oh, yeah. And it, and it sounds like it, too. And then in 1963, the song was re-recorded by the song's co-author, a guy named Chuck Jackson. Uh, I think the William Bell performance is probably the more well-known version yeah. of the two, uh, but they're both out there. And it, this is back, you know, in, in the era where, like, Motown and Stacks were just like... They would, they would have, like, a series of songs in their catalog and they would just have different artists come in and re-record those songs so that's that was just a thing that happened in the 60s and so um and did i've you, got to say what did you know that william bell was going to be on the flight with otis redding that where otis redding was killed no i did not hear his, that his his shows got canceled his promoter canceled all shows in chicago because it had been snowing and he wasn't on the flight. And so then him and uh, Booker T. Jones of Booker T. and the MGs, mm-hmm. who we went to high school and church with, uh, recorded a tribute to a king. Did not know that. Yeah. That is fascinating. Stacks Records, family man. I've been, uh, like, really homesick for Memphis <laughs> lately. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. This is just, like, the longest I've gone without spending, like, any amount of time in Memphis. And so, uh, yeah, that's another reason I've been listening to this song a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I have to admit, I was not familiar with this song. This is one of the songs on Only the Strong Survive that I didn't know before this before Bruce recorded it. And I really like it. Yeah, I love this song. The drum, like the way they, they nail it with the drums coming out of Wouldn't Have It, Oh, No, 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 Any Other Way. Yeah. And then it's like that snare to the tom roll that's like really tight. It's like... It's such a fun, like, tag to the chorus that takes you right back into the horns. Into it's the very verses. good. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. got, and it's, I mean, it's two minutes and 55 seconds, which is like the definition of tight, you know? Yes. And if you can cut album, anything down to 255, you're good. <laughs> yes. And this whole album it has has a certain amount of tightness to it. And, and yeah. maybe that's because of the nature of the material. But it, it, it's, even though it's like... Um, is it 14 or 15 songs? I'm, I'm Hold on. I got the record right here. Um, but it is... 15. 15, yes. Um, yeah, so e- even though it's 15 songs, it, it moves along at a pretty steady clip. Yeah. This whole album. And this song, I, I think this song is one of the one of the hidden gems here. It's, yeah, I think it's certainly a standout. Yeah, I like the, it. it. Say what? Just the, the instrumentation is so good. Oh, and, and big horns. Big horns and the, here. The guitar that kind of runs in between and plays back and forth with the horns. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere that the horns come out, the guitar goes into that space. So it's not as much sound, but it's still filling up that same frequency wave. And so it's like a fun way to keep that space occupied and like sort of syncopated with the drums. 
Mm. Yeah. It's Whoop. good. Sorry, did it again? <laughs> no, that, that, dude, that's why people like listening to you talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I love this song so much. The drums are so tight. Yeah, they are. It's just like so good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say, who is that on the drums? Let me... I should have been ready. With dude, that. it's like one of those three dudes. It's Ron Aniello on drums. Oh, sick. Yeah. So, he's just... He's just carrying all the weight here. He's he's doing a lot. Dude, it's such good drumming. Yeah, it is. Um, who knew? Who knew Ronnie Aniello was like a master of all these things? Yeah. Um, to me, this songs like this, it, this is the value of Only the Strong Survive. Bruce is basically giving some of these songs a major audience for the first time in half a century. You know what I mean? Like this is not like a like a soul standard that everybody just knows. I mean, it, it's it's apparently it's more well known than I knew about, but it's it's not like someday we'll be together. Well, or, yeah, and that's the thing about stacks is like it's a there's it's definitely not a standard regionally either, but like. Stax is, for whatever reason, not as popular as Motown. You know, like, it's just not as synonymous. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, there's just, like, stuff that gets a little more buried. And a lot of Stax, too, is, like, you're always like, hey, do you, you know, somebody will be like, what's your favorite record? And I'll be like, I don't know, Booker T and the MGs, The Green Onions. They'll be like, I've never heard that. And like, you've heard every song on it. You can hum it. <laughs> yeah. You just don't know that you have. You know, it's, it's the soundtrack of every movie you've ever seen. Absolutely, it is. And so, like, is that's that really sort of your favorite record, Booker T and the MGs? It's uh, it's up there a lot of the time. It just depends on where I'm at in life. But it has, for many years of my life, been my favorite record for sure. That's a great answer to your favorite record. Yeah, it's such a good record. Yeah, it's a perfect record, and I rip it off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on um, my list of my. It's it's been taking me years. I've, I've been working on this for years, but I'm working on my list of like my my own personal top 500 albums of all time. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's always interesting to me when somebody throws out like, "Yeah, this is one of my favorite records." So I I always try and like make a note to you know go back and consider that again. So, I get so frustrated every time I try and make that list. It's a it's a hard list to make because you have to consider every era. You got to consider every genre. Yeah. It's, I mean, I. I I study the Rolling Stone list thoroughly, and I just um, I'm, I'm in awe. And I realize like they have voters and editors, and like a lot of people who put put a lot of time. In right. Them. Yeah. Like, um, and every everybody's list is going to be very different. My list is going to reflect my own personal taste. But at some point, if if you and I, if you ever want to do this too, at some point maybe maybe our for our last episode after we get done with season four, we should do a we we should come uh, armed with our lists and uh, work, work through them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll do it as a homework assignment. I mean, it's like we're we're, we're at least a year away from that, you know, give or take. So it's like you got to compile a list of all the music you know first. <laughs> that's 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 what I did. I have a massive spreadsheet, and I divided it into decades. So like I started with the '60s, then I moved through the '70s, '80s, and I'm I'm working through the 2010s right now. So um, and that's the too. Like I have a spreadsheet of all the music I've listened to in the past, probably like. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to go further probably back. probably pretty good. Right? I'm not that old. Well, yeah, no, neither am I. <laughs> like, I, I had to go back to, basically, and I, I decided I was going to start in 1963. That's, that's kind of when albums started to take the place of singles, yeah. you know, largely because of the Beatles and Bob Dylan. And so, um, and, and so I felt like that's, a, that's probably a good place to start. So, um, so I started with that and just, like, worked through and sought out lists of, 
what what does everybody say? These are the best albums from '63. Then I went to '64, and I just I kept working my way through, and so now I'm in the 2010s, and um, it's it's a it's a project, dude. It is it um it, it's gonna it's gonna be a whole thing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But the thing I'm, also is like, what happens after I make my list, and then like two months later, Jason Isbell puts out a new album. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like then yeah, I gotta I, I gotta go list. scrap the whole list. Yeah. I mean, is yours ranked, or is it just like... It will be when I'm done. Oh. It's a nightmare. No, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm really excited about it. This is the kind of stuff I've gone to therapy to stop doing. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm just trying... Now all I can think about is like, what record... Now I can't even think of a record. <laughs> What's that? Oh man, there's lots of. I mean, you 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 can't stop thinking of records. Like no, now I can't think of even a single one. Okay. Uh, well, What's you, that? You, you the mentioned Billy Booker Eichner joke. <laughs> the Billy Eichner joke, where he's like, "Quick, for a dollar, name a woman." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Well, I mean, think like Southeastern by Jason Isbell. Or yeah, yeah, that's for sure on there. You know. Um. By the way, I forgive you by Brandy Carlile. Here's I what mean, we'll just, do. Like, is you can make a list of the records that you think are my favorite songs, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> okay. You want me, yeah, you want me to do that? I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a top fifty list of JB's favorite records, and you can just tell me how how far off I am. You honestly could probably get pretty close. I don't know if I could, man. Like you I could get close to like top twenty five. I I'm gonna guess there's probably some Death Cab on there. Yeah. Um. Is there Jimmy Eat World? Narrow stairs. Jimmy World, yeah. There's uh, Jimmy World for sure. Okay. Is, Futures. Is, is Live from Folsom Prison anywhere on there? Uh, probably. Okay. 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 I don't know if I mean if, like if we're just starting with one record per band for a little while, then I'm gonna have to put like the American recording sessions on there. Actually. Yeah. Um. You would you put that over Folsom Prison? <laughs> yeah. Just. Um. I don't know. It's important to me. Yeah. Um, I think I could definitely do this for Jesse Jackson. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because you've listened to like 30 episodes of songs in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like, if you if you spend enough time listening to Jesse's podcasts, then you, you get a pretty good sense of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pet Sounds is definitely on there. Paul Simon's Graceland. Uh huh. Um, and uh, like most. High Hopes. Yeah. <laughs> Does he like High Hopes a lot? Like, is, is, is that what? Um, I know he likes This Is Your Sword. Um, God, I hope they play Wrecking Ball whenever we go see him in Dallas. I can't believe he played Wrecking Ball in Tampa. I'm, I hope they play it. Oh, I hope they play it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty great. I mean, I, and I'm not gonna. I mean, I realize like he he never does the same set list twice. But if if he does if he did do that set list, I would not complain. <laughs> like that that is a yeah, great that's set a great list. set list. And I realize like we're we're recording this, and when we again when we this we're is coming out this, weeks after we know what happens. Yeah. Um. So, um. We, in fact, we're we're hoping to to put out like a reaction episode in in the aftermath of the show. So, um, we you will have heard our thoughts before you hear this podcast. Time is a weird. It's it's very Jeremy Bear yeah. over here. <laughs> Jeremy Bear, Jeremy Bear, me. My birthday's in the eye. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so we haven't ranked any other way. So what? What? Uh, how many trumpets would you give any other way? Oh, this is five, even though it's a cover because of song selection. Nice. Yeah, 
I'm a four and a half on this. Um, That's fine with me. Yeah, and there are a few songs on Only the Strong Survive that I like a little bit better, but this is a really strong entry on this album. I really like yeah. it. The drums and the horns and the guitar playing are amazing. And then Bruce croons, man. Yeah. He truly croons on this song. He does. Did you watch any of the Tonight Show performances where he, he came out and did, I think there were like three or four where he came out and did a song from Only the Strong Survive? I forget which one I saw, but I saw one or two. I saw him do uh, Night Shift and um, oh, the, the the first one. The, the, yes. The, the, main, the, the first single that he put out here. Um, do I Love You. Yes. Yeah. So... So yeah, it's it's good. I, I really enjoy watching him perform these songs. He he clearly loves this music. Yeah, which is why, obviously why he put out a record of it. But um, you know, I and again I, I mentioned this when we did Seven Rooms of Gloom. I I wasn't super excited when I heard he was going to be releasing a, a covers album. Like you know, I, I want I want new Bruce Springsteen material if we're getting yeah. Bruce Springsteen material. But if he's going to do a covers album, I want it to be this. It, Absolutely, this is good. I was mad about it for 10 minutes, and then I put it on and realized I had been running for 45 minutes and was happy as hell. Yeah, when I was listening to the vinyl yesterday, I was not complaining at all about no. the quality of this. So, It's a brilliant like recording. It's a, it's a great artifact to have. And, and like I said, one of the pieces of value here is, is that Bruce is giving a new audience, like giving a lot of these songs a brand new audience. So yeah. um, and that, that alone is worth it. So I'm glad he's doing it. Um, all right. Well, that's any other way. Any any final thoughts on that, JB, before we sign off? Nah, man. It's a great song. Everybody go listen to uh, Only the Strong Survive and to Stax Records. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Seriously, our- go hit up a, head on Spotify and just search like Stax 2Xs. There's plenty of playlists. And just spend like a drive listening to Stax Records. You will be a better person for it and a happier person for it. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned Motown. If you like Motown, you're going to like Stax. Like it's... it's-, it's- it's Memphis Motown, but yes. it's like independent of Motown, and it was better than Motown. I don't know if you can say it was better than Motown. Motown put out. Um, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Motown gave us Stevie Wonder. It gave us Marvin Gaye. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, it gave yeah. us the Jackson Five, for God's sakes. So, like, I don't know if you can say it's better than Motown, but it's very good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you can say whatever you want, but I, I don't know that I would say that it's better than Motown. I'd say Motown gave us a lot of bad, too. Diana Ross. No, yeah, Motown had a lot of great music. <laughs> yeah, Motown's all right. I'm not saying they were bad. The Four Tops. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stax is great, though. Stax is, I'm not saying Stax isn't great. I just don't, I don't know that I would go so far as to say it was better than Motown. I don't know that anything has ever been as better than Motown. All right, all right. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, anyway, was, was Otis Redding Stacks? Um, no. Where was yes. Otis Redding? Yes, Otis Redding was Stacks. Okay, see that that that's a that's definitely a plus in the in the Stacks column. Yeah, sure. no, yeah, Booker T and the MGs. Uh, see, after thinking about all my favorite records, I can't think of any artist. <laughs> quick, name a woman. Now. Yeah, <laughs> quick for dollar, <laughs> name a woman. Uh. Yeah, Otis Redding, uh, Mabel Johnson, Rufus Thomas. I mean, it's way fewer people than uh, the Carmels, than most people know. Albert King. Yeah. Isaac Hayes. I mean, Isaac Hayes is great. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Pickett. Oh, I didn't even realize Wilson Pickett was a yeah. Stax man. Yeah, Staple okay. Singers. All right. 
She right. Knight, Albert King again here. Oh, sorry, I'm in another. William Bell, The Emotions, The Barclays, uh, Richard Pryor, and Bill Cosby. <laughs> I guess they recorded their comedy albums. Yeah. Uh, the Ross Singers, Moms Mabley. Uh, All right. Who else we got here? Calvin Scott, Ben Harper. <laughs> I think Nathaniel Rateliff is is on stacks. Yeah, Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats, Leela James, Leon Ware, Nika Costa. These are current ones. Okay. I mean, that's that's something for stacks is they're still going. They're still producing new, new material. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kicked back up in 2006, so they're not. It's It wasn't perpetual. Yeah, so there's the Atlantic Records era, 57 to 68, and the post-Atlantic year, 68 to 75. Okay. And then in 2006, after they had like redone the museum and all that stuff, they kicked back up. I had a roommate who interned there. Oh, that's awesome. Back in 2008, 9? Hmm. No, 11. All right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, glad you guys went with me on that journey to remember what year I lived with that guy. That was fun. Um, all right. Well, on our next episode, we're going to be talking. We, we just finished the A's, by the way. Again, we just finished the A's again. So we're, we're moving into the, the B section of the alphabet, and we're going to be talking about Baby I from Chapter and Verse. So get excited. We're going to be talking. This is probably the oldest Bruce Springsteen song we'll ever talk about. So um, everybody get excited about that, and we will talk to you guys next time.